Coach, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. It's good to hear your guys' voice. Uh, where you been? <laughs> I knew you were gonna bust our. I, I knew you were gonna bust our balls over being out maybe for yeah. you know Christmas. That's a hell of a vacation. I lot of two weeks off in the middle of the season. You're gonna have to tell me how you pulled that off. I, I had COVID, and trust me, I milked the entire quarantine recommendation from the CDC. I, I kept I kept it old school. I didn't go to the new school uh, changes. I kept the old school ten days. Yeah. Was, yeah, you took the ten days. Yeah. Well, we missed you, Coach, so appreciate you missing us uh, as well. Uh, dealing with this again, huh, <laughs> like you have for the past year plus with, with what's going on with, with Micah and Tyron and Anthony Brown? Yes, I mean, it's, you know, I just think it's uh, a product of, you know, the, the challenge. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, for the most part, this is a, you know, it's obviously a little different, um, you know, virus that we're dealing with last year, uh, just to, you know, it's so contagious and, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's today's NFL, so uh, we're just we're moving through it, and hopefully we'll have a really clean day today. It just you know just came from the training room, so nothing to report so far. So um, it's it's just part of our our daily exercise. Coach, have have you noticed throughout the league or or on some of your players like lingering after effects from mm -hmm. having the virus? Like you know just some you know, things have changed within them, their their abilities. Have you noticed anything different? You know, that's that's a great question. I think it's you know probably more the timing of, of when they come back. I think if you know just the, the pers personal experience here has been if a player has you know a couple of days of practice, you really don't see the you know you don't really see the effects. Uh, we're very mindful of it. You know, particularly with you know play time and things like that. Jordan Lewis is is the you know the um, example I'm you know, talking about this past game. So I mean, because you know he really didn't have much prep time coming coming off of the you know, his uh, quarantine uh, and, and played quite a bit in the game. So, yeah, I, I think you just got to be very cognizant of it. But, uh, you know, these guys are professional athletes. Obviously, you're talking about the upper 1% um, as far as their health status and, you know, what, you know, way they're able to come back and play from this is, is, is obviously impressive. Coach, what has been your rest versus rust experience in the league and how are you guys, you know, planning on approaching it tomorrow night? Well, my personal experience is I'm over on both rest and rust. So uh, I've had a chance to, to do it both ways. Uh, I, I think it's like anything in this in this business, in this in this particular game of football, I think you just got to stay in tune with your current situation. You know, the irony of all this is our players want to play. Um, so there, there's there's no one that doesn't want to go to fill it. No one wants a, a, you know, a day off or a week off. And I just think that tells you, so much about our football team and, and where we're at because, you know, not only we, you know, focused on winning, but uh, everybody's focused on continuing to improve and, you know, tr trying to make sure we're, we're at the top of our game as we, you know, as we enter the tournament next week. So, um, so we're, we're obviously going to, we're going to, we're going to play this one and uh, it's the best thing for us to do as a football team. Coach, I know yesterday you said you obviously have some guys out, but some other guys are also under the weather. Like, at, at what point do you say, okay, I don't know if we need to have the starters out here if some guys aren't going to play? How do, how do you balance, you know, how, how long to play starters with some some other guys you may not have out there that are just under the weather and not missing because of the virus? I mean, that's really good insight, and that's you know, really part of what we talk about, uh, you know, coming, coming off of last week's game is because, you know, 48 players to, to play a football game is, you know, they're, you can't go into it with, hey, we're going to play these guys at, you know, this half and that half. Because you think about it, when you're in that mode, it's preseason. Uh, when you're sitting players down at, 
you know, after two quarters and things like that, and you're operating off of a 90-man roster. So, um, you know, this, that's definitely not the case when you're you're 40 when you're going with 48. So you, you know, the 48 that line up to play is, you know, the focus is to get as much out of them as you possibly can, and um, you know, just because. Because if you start sitting players down in the middle of the game, you know you're, you're obviously applying stress to other areas of your, you know, of your depth chart. Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy joining us here, 105 through the fan. Uh, when it gets to the uh, the playoffs, uh, you know, this is the final week of the season. Obviously, have you found uh, in, in the past that that you prefer when you play a team that you've already played that year, or will you play a team in the playoffs that you haven't met up with that season? Depends on the team. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, prefer uh, that's that, that's an excellent question. I mean, I, you know, I've turned around and played a division team, you know, in a wild card, and, and you know, that's that's um, you know, the prep is is obviously you know less on the you know, the volume is less, and you're more focused really on the intricacies of the personnel matchups. Where you know, when you're playing a new team, you're you're really trying to dial into the personnel matchups. Uh, you know, more from a you know film study standpoint. So, I, I personally, I really don't have any preference because I, I think you know my my experience is when, is when you get into these playoffs, you know, every single one of these playoff games is so unique uh, to the year, to the team, um, to the time, you know, to who's lining up on that particular day. So, and, and it's and it's a it's a whole different energy. You know, playoff football, there's, there's nothing like it. Um, you know, we obviously uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We got we got to win this game Saturday night, but uh, it's uh, it, I, to answer your question, it's a long no answer here. But I, I really don't have a preference because you know, playoff football is it's just it's exciting, and, and this is what we all work for. Coach, uh, I love what you said the other day that going to Philly and and playing in this weather uh, is going to be good for you. We're looking at a possibility of, you know, Lambeau second round, but down the road, I just wanted to ask you about winning in the playoffs in cold weather. We know your December record. Um, and, and obviously it gets colder then does it take a, a different type of team to win outside in the cold? We're used to hearing, you know, Miami didn't want to go to the bills back in the, in the day or dome teams and run game and defense travels. Is there something special with an intangible or the way your team is built to to win playoff games in the cold? Absolutely. No, no question about it. I mean, you know, being part of a, you know, a winter, winter program, uh, you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, the type of players that you try to bring in that, you know, we always talked about the surface that we were playing on, and uh, because the most important games are the December games and and, and ultimately the January games. So it, yeah, definitely. And, and frankly, um, when the schedule comes out every year, I I actually like the fact that we have to play in the North East. Um, you know, our division games. You know, I don't want to play all three of them in December out <laughs> there, but um, but I think it's I think it's healthy for us from a challenge standpoint and the timing of the challenge because. You know the potential of, of going north uh, for for a playoff game. Uh, you you know it's just like anything. You have you know we'll have this experience of playing in 25, 30 degree weather. Uh, that you know Saturday night uh, in Philadelphia, I think it'll serve us well uh, for for our potential experiences in the in the playoffs. And I, I think it, those are all important. And you know frankly, you got to be honest. Uh, you know when you look at our football team. Uh, if you if you watch us run out of the tunnel, you, you know first thing you want to say is, "Hey, those guys play play their games in a dome," and, and that's important. That's really important because uh, it's important to 
to be built that way to win the East. I mean, if you think you look at the NFC East over the years, the history of the NFC East, you're talking about big physical football teams. So, uh, and, and, and we're definitely in that category. And, and that's what you have to be. That you know that that type of team has to travel. And so, you know, not only being big and physical, you know, we're we're, we're athletic. We're we're a very athletic football team. And you know, I know that's something that we always paid a lot of attention to in Green Bay. You know, being a team up in the northern climate. Has the thought, I know you had Rodgers, uh, and you have a pretty good quarterback now, do you think the thought has changed on throwing in the cold or, th- or throwing with the wind or, or the snow uh, than it maybe was 10, 15 years ago where we just kind of assume you'd have to run to win? Uh, it, does that really alter your game plan, playing out in the in the cold and the elements as of late? Well, the, the thing is, um, you know, every one of those scenarios is different. You know, wind changes everything. Wind is the is the toughest element. I mean, if you go through all the elements of, of playing in, in bad weather, you know, cold weather, no wind to me is, you know, there's not a really big change in your game plan. Rain, you know, the focus is more on the ball. Um, you know, you get snow. Snow's probably the, the funnest because if it's snowing with no wind, man, that's, you know, that's that's a snow globe day. That's, that's you know, it, <laughs> that's fun to play in. So, but when the wind comes into the factor, you know, windy days, you know, wind, Wind and rain's the worst, so you know, you know those climate changes and the weather is 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 part of your your planning. Always has been for me personally as as a, as a play caller. So, um, but yeah, I think it's an, it's important to have those experiences because you know, let's be honest, it's just like anything. You don't want to, the biggest game of the year and you, you've never played in in, in bad time. weather. That, yeah, you know that's not ideally where you, where you want to be. Coach brought the wind, and that kind of, uh, like you talked about, impacts the passing game, which impacts the receivers, and that's kind of been a talking point for us this week with Amari and CD and the targets or lack of targets that they've been getting at times uh, in some of these games. What what are the teams doing against them that's preventing them from being able to get the targets that top-flight receivers would get? Well, I think that I think really the the conversation is 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 broader than that. Um, you know, I think when you look at the the scope of our offense, uh, you know, you're you know, you look at our overall statistics over a 16 game season so far, going into our 17th game. You know, there has been a lot of production. You know, and, and our stats reflect that. You know, we we score a lot of points um, over the course of the year. We we've had production and you know throughout the year. You know, and clearly. In tune with what the production's been, you know, of late. But you know, it really comes down to ball distribution, and and really, um, I'm going to say there's what been five games of the 16 that we didn't hit our goal of. Uh, well, no, it's not even that. It's probably four games of the of the 16 that we didn't hit our goal of getting the ball distributed at least 55 times. And I'm talking about the combination of rushes and completions. So in the big picture of things, uh, the ball distribution by Dak. And in Kellen ha- has been has been very good. Um, so, but you know, as far as getting it specifically to certain individuals, you know, you're always focused on that. And and I think there's you know timing also plays into that what the defense does too. And uh, so I'm I'm not as overly concerned about the individual statistics. I mean, you like to see all your guys have big numbers, but you know, the the big numbers for the overall offense is is the priority. Um, and I, I think that you know definitely being focused on trying to get you know, more and CD, you know, more uh, primary receiver routes is, is really the, is the answer to the question. Because, you know, you can't always totally, you know, just say, hey, I'm going to line up and throw it to this guy all the time. I mean, there, there's definitely some of those 
you you have to have some some of those components in your offense, and you know that's obviously what we always do. That's why we spend the time that we do in the in the game plan process. Coach, kind of a general question because you know when we hear Dak at the line of scrimmage, we're saying, oh, is he is he audibling out? Is he changing? Peyton Manning, Omaha. How often generally like does that happen during an NFL game of a quarterback changing? Uh, the play call, or is that just adjusting to the other option they have within the play? The original play that gets sent in, uh, is it two plays all the time? And and how often does Dak usually switch things up within a game? Well, it, it, you know, it's game plan specific. Um, I think that's the, you know, the focus of it. I, I think it's you know become more. It's probably it's clearly higher than it was ten years ago. I know my personal experience. You know, calling plays. You know, close to twenty years. It's it's definitely increased over the years. Uh, you know, I've, I've been as high as maybe 15 play adjustments in a game, and a, in a norm uh, over the course of time would probably be closer to 10. So, uh, you know, and that's part of you know defenses playing more disguise. You know, defenses. You know, everybody's disguising. You know, where you know 10 years ago, there, there was very few defense would hold their disguise to the snap of the ball or, or to the one or two seconds on a 40 second clock. Uh, where now, pretty much everybody does it. So that that's all part of the. When the pre-snap um, focus, that, um, I think NFL teams do a, a really good job of on both sides. Um, so you know, it, it's it's just part of how you play in today's game. So, but you know, I think it also what you got to look for is you know how is the offense playing? Are they going to the line and are they in the BPA mode? But excuse me, best play available mode, or are they in a run it mode where they're going up and just attacking the defense regardless of what they line up into? So you have those factors that go into, you know, how you want to play each and every week. And obviously that's driven by the matchups and, and, and how you view the other side. Coach, before we let you go, um, you obviously have a ton of, you know, offensive experience. I think sometimes we forget, I forget how, how young Kellen is. And I was just curious um, whether you, you, you've been popping your head a little bit more into the offensive meetings, whether you find with a young coach offensively, let me remind him of this. This is what I went through and maybe I got away from during the course of the year. Has that been happening uh, a little bit more or you have the same level of communication every single week? Well, that's really been the constant since we you know worked together. It'd be foolish for me not to, you know, share experiences in, in process and procedure with Kellen. I mean, our, our procedure offensively, you know, of how we put together a game plan and, and how we structure things is, you know, is something that I have a lot of experience in and, and it's reflected on how we, you know, how we game plan. So, you know, the process of how we do things is is definitely in line with the way I've done it for the last, you know, 20 plus years. Uh, but, he, you know, he, he needs he needs to coordinate the offense and it's something that, you know, it, and hey, you can see, you know, going back to when we first started, you know, uh, you know, it, when I told him he was going to run the offense, you know, first question, you know, are you really going to let me call it? And mm. and, uh, and that was an adjustment for me too, uh, just because of you know my history. But I, but I've also have sat in his seat. Um, but I always worked for a defensive head coach, so I really wanted to create the, you know, the you know the climate, the atmosphere for him to to run the offense because he can't fully call the game um, to his capabilities if he's trying to run if he's trying to run a game plan that I want or you know, run the place that, you know, he has to believe in the calls and his, you know, his connection and his relationship with Dak and, you know, trying to build off the, the concepts that, that Dak has 
the most experiences. That that was all part of the initial conversation. So, mm. yeah. So I'm 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 in I'm in the offensive game plan meetings as much as possible. You know, always have been. It just really depends on what's going on around us here. And you know, this this the these these two years have been different. Uh, just with you know a lot more administrative you know type stuff that interferes with some of these things. But yeah, it's you know my biggest role for Kellen is to make sure he gets the support and uh, you know answers any questions or you know I'm, I'm always sharing play call or experience with it because I, I think just like anything in this league uh, you know you, you you compete against these coordinators or you know a coordinator has a history too and you know everybody's comes from somewhere everybody has everybody's on a tree and, <laughs> and everybody has a base philosophy and you know defensively how they look at games how they call games and so forth so you know, play calling is is probably the biggest you know input that I have. When it just and it's all reminder based because at the end of the day, when we get to Sunday, he needs to call it with a free mind and yeah. And yeah. His, his connection with the quarterback is is is, is what we need uh, during the games. So and I think we have established that process here. How every damn every, that was a long answer. I know. <laughs> well, you missed us. We're asking. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, yeah, we, I know. We, we, we'll, we'll talk to you again in three weeks. Uh, <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, last random one. Going into the last game of a regular season, how how aware are you of incentives that players want to hit or need to hit? Does that ever? Do you get a sheet? Does it get brought up like as a joke? Like, uh, how often does that come up every year going into the last game? This is the first time I've heard of it. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Less, less it's brought up to me. I, I, yeah, I, I made a critical mistake. You know, one time not being in tune with the process of of knowing what dictates a a start for a player. And uh, uh, Donald Driver, someone who I great admiration for you know obviously a great player in green bay lives here he lives here in dallas absolutely um and, and donald uh, had a record for consecutive starts and um and i no one had ever told me that it you know regard whoever's on the field for the first play dictates you know a start oh. in, in the nfl and, and we came out in 22 personnel you know two backs two tight ends and a receiver and he just wasn't in on that particular play, and it was. I think it was. A, I think it was a, like a lead lead run. I mean, it was just you know a downhill type play, and and it cost him a streak of uh, consecutive starts. Oh so, wow! Yeah, yeah. So what a dumbass I was. <laughs> well, Donald should have said in the meeting, "Hey, hey coach, coach well, hang out a be second. honest with you, his coach should have. Said, I mean, someone should have said something. So I mean, I <laughs> I, I was totally unaware of it, and uh, just was sick about it after the fact. And uh, but yeah, so I. You know, so I'm not really in tune with those, and um, unless someone brings it up, hey man, good I'll bring to bring that up to him next time I see him. Don oh, you, are you friends with Donald? Yes, I am. Oh, wait, uh, thanks for well, getting. That's a bad memory. I will tell you what, he has <laughs> nine thousand great memories. <laughs> <laughs> guy is a stud. Uh, what a stud of a guy. So um, yeah, so that was that was the a young head coach making a dumb mistake. Coach, there, Coach sure. great to have you back. Uh, good luck this week. Uh, stay safe with uh, uh, the continued testing, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you. All right. Have a great week, man. Thank you. You too.